0: for being here my friend, I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Today, let's talk about one of the most coveted things we can have, especially in midlife, energy. How often have you wished you had the energy you used to have, or the energy the kids on the playground have? This is going to be the first in a series of podcasts about energy, because it's so important. We'll talk about mental energy, physical energy, and spiritual energy. Our mind, our body, and our spirit work together, but they all contribute their own unique kind of energy. And we'll talk about our mind first, because we have to get our mind in the right place to pursue any of these. When we talk about mental energy, we're talking about having the motivation and ability to take action. Think about your own energy level overall right now. Would you say you're in a high, middle, or low energy most of the time? Well, let's just say that wherever you are, I invite you to relax about it. Just ease up on any critical thoughts towards yourself. You just want to understand where you are and what's contributing to your experience. So you can decide if you want to do some things that will amp up your energy level. So let's talk about some things that cause mental fatigue. And basically it's anything that brings on strong emotions because it takes energy to process them. It takes energy to make decisions too. We only have so much decision power each day and we use it up. So that can drain our energy. So here's some things that you probably noticed will make you have less energy. If you feel overwhelmed, like you have too many things to do, or there's too much stuff and clutter around you, or you're around too many people all the time, procrastination depletes our mental energy because it's actually more work to think about what you're not doing than to actually do it. Perfectionism and self-criticism can really drain our energy if we have an inner dialogue going on that's putting us down all the time. Making changes in your life like moving, a new job, or a new relationship, of course, take a lot of energy because you're trying to figure things out and they aren't automatic yet. Or difficult relationships drain a lot of energy. Then there's worry, feeling bad now ahead of time. And then lots of challenging life events like losing someone or divorce or health challenges. I think we're all going through some COVID fatigue too. Lockdown fatigue, are tired of the virtual life. I think there's just a lot of monotony. We're all feeling deprived, a lack of motivation. The whole world kind of seems stuck, right? Maybe we have a whole world full of low energy right now. Well, like I said, we have a limited amount of energy, but there are two things that we can do. And the first one is we can conserve the energy we have. If we're efficient and use it well and manage it, then we can make the most of what energy we have. And we can also learn to recharge it at times throughout the day. And these two things can make all the difference in your day-to-day life. Well, why do we even want energy? Well, we want to feel alive and enjoy our day but especially to accomplish good things and have some fun. So let's imagine for a minute that you have a super cool smartwatch. In fact, it's the smartest watch in existence because it does what no other watch can do yet. It displays your energy level. So all day long, you can look and see how your energy is doing just as clearly as you do now when you look at your mobile phone and you see your battery level. So your smartwatch shows a dull gray display when you're sluggish and running low and it radiates a bright yellow when you're in a high energy zone. So you can look and immediately see how you're doing all day and whenever it's lower than you want it to be, you just go try some of the things that you know will help you get back in the glowing range. And it can become a game, a challenge for you to see what works for you, the things that you can do in the moment and things that you can do long term that have an impact on your energy. That self-awareness would give you a sense of power over your energy level. We can actually do that now. We just have to be our own monitors and it can take some self-observation, but we can approach it like a game or a challenge to figure ourselves out. So let's talk about some ways that you can try out to renew your mental energy. We tap into the energy of our human spirit when our work and activities align with our mission, the things that give us a sense of purpose and meaning. When we're doing something that really matters to us, we usually feel more positive energy. We focus better and we have more motivation and perseverance. So specifically, what is your why? What do you want to do with more energy? If you could order a big package of it in the mail, what would you do with it? If the only thing you're trying to accomplish is the laundry, you might not find that motivating for very long. And this will be one of the journaling exercises in the Midlife Quest Journal. And you can get those pages free by signing up at midlifeconfidencecoach.com. Every week, there's a new set of journal pages to go with a podcast, and you'll get a link to that every week. So back to the question, what do you want to do with more energy? Is it rewarding, exciting, and motivating enough to get you going? And if you're stuck in confusion about what you want, realize that confusion is really draining. But you can just make a decision and your energy will grow to meet your goals. That's something that I help a lot of my life coaching clients with. So some of my own whys, why I get up and get going each day, I want to keep coaching more and more people and be the best possible coach for them as they live their life fully. I want to build unity with my family, my grown-up kids, and my grandkids. I want to develop an even stronger relationship with God. My goal is to receive revelation full-on like a faucet. That's definitely a lifetime goal, but one that keeps me engaged and trying. I want to keep learning how to stay well through healthy eating and exercise. Those are pretty motivating for me. I also enjoy improving our house and making it a really welcoming haven for us and our friends and family. And I have this goal to go visit 10 famous public gardens around the world. Yeah, that's a lot already and that's just the beginning of my list. Having things you're excited about is one key to refueling your energy. So the second thing is to spark momentum. And I have three ideas to help you build momentum. The sense of momentum has a deep effect on our energy levels. That's why we have this expression that we're stuck in a rut, right? And sometimes the hardest part is getting started, getting moving and out of that rut. So instead of getting overwhelmed by a whole project or a goal that you have, just decide what the next step is and do that next step and give yourself credit for it. For example, if you wanted to get your digital photos organized, and it just seemed like such a big project. You have 10,000 photos, right? You could spend 15 minutes one day learning about three top photo organizing apps, and the next day you could spend 15 more minutes deciding which one to use. The next day you would download the app, and the next day just spend 15 minutes watching a video about how to use it. You'll find that taking small steps is motivating and builds confidence and momentum. I love David Allen's process called Getting Things Done. It teaches us just to ask, what's the next action? And to not get bogged down and overwhelmed with the whole entire project at once. So in the show notes, I'll link to a chart of his process and his book. Another way to build momentum is to celebrate your accomplishments along the way. And I like to really visualize it. I have a big yellow post-it easel page stuck on my wall and I call it my to-do list instead of a to-do list because it's the things that I've accomplished. And so whenever I have a win, I write it down in big black marker. And looking at it now, I can see that I celebrated that I planned a year of podcast titles. I hired an assistant for my nonprofit to help out I picked the paint for our main floor. That took me months and finally got it done. I added my podcast to my website and I got 18 quote posts ready for social media. So when we get stuck in just checking off our to-do list and then we forget about the things that we've done and we just move on to all the things that aren't done, that kind of drains our momentum. But seeing that we actually are accomplishing things is pretty motivating. So you could have a big poster on your wall, a list in your journal, uh, write them on your whiteboard, wherever you want to keep track of your accomplishments and celebrate them as you do them. Here's another way to build momentum, and that is to start your day off with a routine. Because routines give structure to our lives. They're kind of a framework, and they reduce decision fatigue so that you can serve your energy for other things coming up in your day. How do you start your day? Here's how I do it, but the point really is to build an automatic routine that sets you up for a great start, so it doesn't matter so much what you do, as you do the same things every day. And of course, pick some things that you find energizing. You can adapt these ideas or come up with your own. So as soon as I wake up and become conscious, I smile. I kid you not, research shows smiling releases feel-good endorphins and serotonin, so smiling is a natural drug. And... We think that something outside us has to happen to make us smile, but actually just the physical act of smiling triggers those mood-elevating natural chemicals, and I'll take everything that helps. And then before I get out of bed, I think of something that I'm looking forward to in the day, or something I'm grateful for. And I have a client who thinks of the three emotions she wants to feel most that day. I think that's a great idea. I'm trying to remember to do that too. And then I have a very automatic routine that helps me save time and energy and gets me going. I pick up my phone and my glasses, wash my face, get on the scales, drink some water, go put on some comfy morning work clothes. Then I go to my office for my morning celebration ritual, which includes my devotional to connect with God and some time for self-coaching. I have a specific routine that I'll share in the Spiritual Energy podcast coming up. Then I eat, exercise, and get dressed. There's no decisions. I have nearly the same thing for breakfast every day. I exercise every day, and I alternate walking with strength workouts on YouTube from my favorite girl, Sydney Cummings. And here's a final idea for building momentum, and that is cleaning and organizing something. If I'm in a slump, I sometimes don't do mundane work like dishes or laundry or especially cleaning bathrooms. But instead, I do something like organize the clothes in my closet or clean out a drawer or tidy up the dead leaves on my plants. Those are things that last longer than the dishes. And they make me feel productive and on top of things and build that momentum. And here's the third main idea for today. That is to reset your mindset. I have a friend who has had transcendental meditation training, and I was surprised. She said they were taught to do it several times a day, but not later than in the afternoon because it raises their energy level and it can make it hard to go to sleep, which surprised me because you would think meditation would be the perfect thing to calm you down for sleep. But actually it makes sense because negative mind chatter or brain fog drains our energy and anything we can do to interrupt that and reset it raises our energy. I teach my clients some tools for resetting their mind And there's actually lots of different ways and practices that you can use. So here's a list of ideas, and I'm going to list these in the journal pages this week for your reference. One of them is just deep breathing, just taking some time to take five or 10 deep breaths. I like the breath technique called four, seven, eight, where you breathe in for four, hold it for seven counts, and then let it out for eight counts really slowly it really does help us calm down. Or a grounding practice, and grounding is just getting out of your head and paying attention to your other senses. What can you hear? What can you feel? What can you see? What can you taste? And that's pretty similar to a mindfulness practice, which helps us focus on the present instead of the past or future. So looking around and noticing what is going on you and being engaged with that is really helpful too. And then there's the classic meditation, whether you do the kind that helps you empty your mind and be quiet, or you follow a guided meditation. I love the Insight Timer app. If I can't sleep in the middle of the night, I'll turn that on and plug in some earplugs and listen to a guided meditation. There's the biofeedback or body scan types where you pay attention starting at your feet up to your head to relaxing each part of your body. There's the self-coaching that I teach my clients, which helps them see the process of how their thoughts are creating, how they feel, and then the actions and results that they're getting. Just journaling, thought downloads, that kind of thing can really help you reset how you're feeling. The wonderful gratitude list that people keep where they focus on the things that they're grateful for can really raise your energy level. And then, of course, prayer. Also listening to music. And some people will have an appreciation ritual each day where they sit down and write thank you notes or send kind texts to friends each day so they're reaching out to other people instead of just focusing on their own life. So that was a long list. And basically anything that shifts your thoughts And you can do this as many times a day as you need to. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that those things take time and you don't have the energy to do it. Well, if fatigue is slowing you down, you don't have time to not do this. You'll just keep slogging through, feeling terrible, and not accomplishing what you want to. In order to keep up our energy or sharpen the saw, as Stephen Covey always said, remember we can't do our best work with a dull saw. You have to take time to sharpen the saw. So let's talk about the intentional thoughts that you can use to help you build your energy when you're kind of stuck in thoughts like, I just don't have the energy I used to. We could switch it up and think, I can have all the energy I need now. I don't need to have the energy I used to have. Or if you're thinking, I'm not sure what I even want to do. You can remind yourself, I can't make a mistake I can pick anything that sounds interesting and put my energy toward that for a while. Or how about, I have a hard time getting started each day. You could think I'll set up a routine for getting started each day and save my energy for other things. So think about the things we talked about today that spoke to you and try them out for a week. Next week, I've got some more mental energy hacks to share with you. Energy and confidence are best friends. More energy leads to more confidence. Until then, be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Do you want to renew the energy you have for your life? As a life coach, I teach women to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching can help you and all that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.